Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. Alex uh, texted me a week ago or so. Uh, I forget. I think it was either a friend or somebody in his band, like re re reminded him of the fact that Gnarl Kill existed, <laughs> and that they had other songs that wasn't the Skeletor and Beastman song. No, they don't. And they're all well. They're all just as stupid and <laughs> crass and gross, but they're not as funny. <laughs> Like it's it's like if you remove the humor and the premise of the Skeletor Beastman song and just left all the sex jokes in, mm-hmm. they had mm-hmm. one. They that had sounds one. not good. It's bad. It's very bad. I looked at the lyrics. I'm like, this is atrocious. Thank God for Skeletor and Beastman. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. From Hat Night, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. It's 11-11, never forget. <laughs> Coming to us live from Ground Zero, it's Tim Hansen. <laughs> I forgot about that. Forget. That was such perfect fucking timing, and I oh love you. Oh my god! Bong. If you don't Bong. understand that reference, go back and re-listen to episode 55.1. If you don't understand that reference, you're not a true patriot. <laughs> true. You're either with us or you're against us. <laughs> Good job, Sean. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, never forget. <laughs> Sean reminding gotta, us he's the funniest person on this podcast. I think that's that's peak brose. We can just end the episode here. Yeah. I, I said a reminder a to go off at eleven eleven. I'm like, I'm not gonna forget this. My I don't man. Know if that makes it better or worse. I think it makes it better. Is there a make, reminder in your phone for it? It definitely makes well, it better. I'll never forget if there's a reminder. So there's a <laughs> so okay. So there's a Sixers beat writer named Keith Pompey, uh, who has a bit of a tortured history with 9-11 <laughs> um, for a couple reasons. The first is um, there's he posted like a screenshot of his phone one day on 9-11 and he had like a million alarms like he had alarm like for the day of 9-11, like on his phone. And he screenshot it and put it on Twitter. And a couple of them were like the times when like the planes hit and then a couple of them were just like random mm-hmm. times throughout the morning <laughs> of 9-11 they just wanted to be reminded of so that's one and the other one is he has a podcast where he was talking about that this is a couple of years ago now the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 and at some point he uh he was he was going through his spiel and like he, he stopped talking about the sixers and he just talked about 9-11 the whole time and the history of it and like his reaction the feelings and all that and at some point he goes like it was you know it was just a uh, it was a tough day, you know. It was just a really, really tough day and tough period for everyone. But you know, it's not tough. It's simply safe. <laughs> oh, God. He goes, and he goes into a chill, like an ad, an ad break, direct transition from the discussion of like the twenty-year anniversary of the Twin Towers. Oof. It was just it was an absolute beautiful. champ. It was incredible. <laughs> Keith Pompey's relationship with one of the worst days in American history bring, get, get, gives me hope. And I will say that. <laughs> That's all. That is not to step on the fact that Sean bringing up 9-11 at 11-11. You setting a reminder for that reminded me of the Keith Pompey stuff. Is all. Um, but for, for a, setting a reminder for 11-11 p.m. 
to make a joke <laughs> about something we talked about two episodes ago, referring to a date that happens in th- 30 days, 31 days, almost exactly. This is literally, two hours in the making. It's literally a month from now. Like it is August 11th. It's literally a month from now. Couldn't have planned it any better. Good work by you. Thank you. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Does anyone else want to do the the thing this time? Like Tim, Tim took care of it the, the last time. Is it Sean, Rich, you guys want to do this whole thing at the beginning? I've, little, I've done it. Get some reps in? I don't want to. I don't. I, I have to just be fully fresh. If it ever falls on me, I can't think about it too much. I can't practice it. <laughs> Has to flow, baby. Okay. Yeah, he does yeah. really well when he just flows with it. Like the last time, the only other time Matt has not been pre- uh, present for the show, and Sean just like took it by the reins and killed it. Mm-hmm. Grab the devil by the horns. He definitely remembered <laughs> to say premise during then. Definitely remembered to say premise. Yeah, that's the key. Anyway, that is actually brings up a good point because the premise of our show. <laughs> is that i ordered so a bell and it'll be here tomorrow yeah did you, you really order a bell? bell i did oh wow oh, boy there's phone apps dollars. for that eight dollars five bucks baby five bucks hell yeah Amazon? and it's yeah. got a smiley face on it wow man. five bucks yeah, is basically practically free yeah, may as well, they may as well have paid you for the bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're the business guy. You you keep us together. You have the normal basic bell. I'm a fucking a goof, whatever the, the cool hell uncle. I am. So of course mine can't be normal. You're the cool uncle. Yeah, I'm the cool uncle. The cool uncle with a wacky bell with a smiley face on it. That's true. Uh, can't wait to tell my nieces about it. Anyway, the reason that Tim ordered a bell is because we shamed him for getting. Uh, the fact that uh, for forgetting the fact that there's a simple premise to our show, we answer questions that each of us brings to the table. The four of us bros bring a question to the table each episode. It could be about current events, pop culture, life, the universe, or everything. Uh, it could be serious, could be funny, but whatever we ask, we always answer it with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. But we also take your questions here on this show, you, the listener. So if you want your question answered on the air with the aforementioned wine and aforementioned mirth. Just email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we've got to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Sean O'Brien, let's start with you. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Urban Riesling. It has gotten warm, so it is significantly less good than when I started. But it is a good... Um, I I would recommend it for a glass, a nice dessert glass of wine. If you've had like... A nice date night or something. Just sit down with your significant other and drink a glass of Riesling and or play a round of Apex Legends and down a whole bottle. You know, I think either one fully good. Mm. Apex Legends. One of those games I never wound up playing. Sounds fun. I'm not good at it. It's a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Is it better with wine? Honestly, the one time I did play it drunk, I played better. So maybe. Mm. Hard to say. Tim Hansen, what are you drinking? I am polishing off this wonderful bottle of Josh Pinot Noir because we are Josh Stans on the Brose podcast. We will continue to be, even if they refuse to sponsor us still. After all these years of... Or even acknowledge our existence after all these years of support and positive reviews and continuing to love their alcohol and wine. I still I'd like have to a bo- Owen Wilson to the show. <laughs> wow. I feel like that's a joke I'm not going to get. Wow. Wow. <laughs> these guys, we just keep talking about them, man. Uh, I do actually have a bottle of their sparkling rosé. Uh, sitting in my shelf, and I almost had that instead of the Pinot Noir, but I wanted something I actually liked. I like those sparkling rosé, but I prefer red wine. Um, so yeah, it's fucking delicious. Get some. 
get some. Get some. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? I uh, am drinking this um, this this little little label uh, wine called J- Josh. I'm drinking Josh because we're Josh stands. I had leftover for my birthday celebration, um, and I'm still probably going to have leftover uh, today because my tummy's not feeling all that great. So I need to eat something after we're done here. But it's delicious, and I love it. I am polishing off the last couple of trips of this uh, Gruber Boschitz uh, Konigsberg Riesling from 2019. Uh, Edward Gruber is a family-owned winery and is situated in Roschitz, a small village in, uh, oh my God, in the <laughs> Wine Viertel. Uh, and in parentheses, I guess they have the actual Deutsch uh, pronunciation of it, which I'm not even going to try. It's even more consonants strung together. <laughs> it's famous for its delicate mineral wine, ripe fruit from apricot on the nose and very elegant style. It's a sweet wine. We've had it in the fridge for a while. Uh, it is. It's it's a Riesling. If you like Rieslings, it's your thing. It's not really my thing, but it happened to be a bottle that was open. Uh, and we are just trying to knock those out right now. Thin the herd, as it were, before uh, before we, we get everything out of the fridge. Matt, I forgot to ask, did you finish that Peaches one? Or did you yeah, give I up did. on it? No, no, I finished it. There wasn't that much left. I, okay. I did finish it. It's uh, So, I mean, if you see me, like, die in the middle of the episode, that'll be your proof. I just pass yeah. out and slam my head on the bell and go ding, and then you can all... Take say a premise. To my inevitable demise. Yeah. yeah. Say premise and then take a sip and you know, mourn my loss. Yeah. Pour one out for your bro me. Yeah. Pour it out for the bro. All right. Who's got a question? Bros questions at gmail.com. If you want your question answered on the air out there in listener land. But who wants to go feist? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Everybody's chomping at the bit. Yeah. I got a quick one. Um, what is your weirdest habit? Like something that you do fairly regularly that most people would probably be like, that's odd. So when I was in college, I was driving with a friend of mine and we were we were going through a yellow light and like as we were going through, it turned to red. And she kissed her hand and touched the ceiling. Yep. And uh, so she so she did that, explained why she did it to me. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I proceeded to do it. And it was one of those, it's one of those things that was like, I did it at like as a bit initially, but I do it, I do it every single time I go through a yellow light without fail. Like to, to the point that, <laughs> I'll go through a, a yellow light with Jake in the car and he'll do it too. Like he just knows, like he knows what's coming. Like to like be like, eh, and this is what's happening. Like, so it's every single time. So it is a habit. I've, I, I don't even think about it. I just do it. It's just like, this is what's, this is what's going on. I'm going through a yellow light. I'm touching the friggin' ceiling. Hmm. That's really funny because mine is also something that I took from someone else. Um, so, uh, me and my brother are very different people. Uh, he is a much more like extroverted verbally, physically, all of those things. Um, I think Matt is the only person who's ever met my brother. Um, but like, uh, when I, when I was learning to drive or when he was still in college and local and I would, he would drive me somewhere, uh, if we were going somewhere and somebody was about to pull out from like a turn or anything, like he would just point at them and he'd be like, nope, fucking stay. So <laughs> not that he's actually controlling them, not pulling out in front of him and making him slam on the brakes because he's driving way too fast. Um, but that that's that's something I definitely do. And I stopped for a while, and I have no idea why, but I did it within the, the last couple of months and have been doing it again. And Martha's like, I miss this. <laughs> and, like, I'll just be driving, and someone will come up to, like, pull onto my road. I'll be like, uh, just whole arm. You're like, don't fucking do it. 
Mm. And it's like, there's mm. there's no reason to that. There's no need. And she knows where it comes from. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, fucking no. <laughs> hmm. Or stay. It's either fucking stay. don't or just like, you stay. Bad <laughs> dog. Stay. Right there. Stay there. I don't know about a habit. Like, just a weird thing that... There's plenty of weird things that I do. I do laundry every day. Same. That's so weird. Every single day. We also have a Um, tiny fucking washer and dryer, so... And it's like one unit. It's like, you can do a whole load of wash, but you have to take half of it out to do the drying. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I do that every day I do the dishes a couple times a day it's all cleaning shit like it's all just like running the dishwasher and running the, the laundry and all that like as far as like just weird habits I'm probably not self aware enough to realize that they're, they're weird or bad or anything like that um, you know what I'll say this um, if anything sort of knocks me off my meal plan for a day. I'll just be like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm just, you're going to whatever. Just do whatever I want then at that point. Mm-hmm. Lost one part of it. So there you go. Um, which is a bad habit. Uh, yeah, just rewarding yourself for getting off track by getting more off track. It's like, this is a punt day. Uh, so that'll happen sometimes. But We're just going to punt today. Yeah, today uh-huh. just doesn't count. It's fine. Uh I didn't eat the yogurt that I had planned. So that means I have a hundred calories to eat another scoop of peanut butter or something like that. So, uh, yeah. Mm. How about you, Rich habits? Um, I'm having a hard time thinking this. I think the only thing I can think of, and like, I, I know this, I think this is weird, so I'm sure everyone else is going to think this is weird. And it's not something I often do, or if I've ever done it around people, because I generally when it's too quiet that I do this, because, I mean, one of the things that gives me, like, it might be sort of a phobia, but it's more anxiety. If it's too quiet, I do get very anxious, and I do have a little bit of anxiety. So, especially when I'm, like, laying down to go to sleep, which is why I always need music or something to sleep, uh, but if it gets too quiet, I'll make this, like, inhaling snorting noise with my throat, like, <sighs> when I'm falling asleep, to make noise, so that I know that I can still hear, I can still make noise, and that I make, and that the noise is happening. But I'll also occasionally go, just like a, a high pitch, like, ah, or something like that. It's not very vocal, it's not very loud, but I will make a noise because it is too quiet. Like I said, I don't often do it around people because usually it's not quiet around people, but like it's something just low and guttural or high pitched that like really only I'm going to be able to hear because I'm just like, I need noise for a second. It's too quiet. Mm. And so I'll do that. Like that's probably the weirdest thing I do, or the weirdest habit I have. Um, mm. I, I can't eat gluten, so that's kind of a weird habit. It's not a weird habit. Yeah. <laughs> eh. I used, it's it's, I used it's such that. a fad at this point. It's not weird. <laughs> I used to, I used to do that when I was little, when I was younger. I would like I would, in order to like, <laughs> so I think I would do that to prove to myself that I was still like like I still existed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I was like okay, yeah, yeah, everything is still good. Like, like I would the- like, clap or I would like make a noise. I think I think I do I still I still do that but I do it like mentally where I like go through like I'm like okay well if I don't exist then would I be thinking like <laughs> I could, like every time <laughs> yeah. I'm like like every time I have that feeling I'm like okay let's go through the friggin thought experiment again just yeah. <laughs> begrudgingly <laughs> Oh I, I physically pinch myself like mm-hmm. I will take to the and it's always specifically my my middle finger and my thumb. I have no I fu- no idea why, but I will specifically take the nails of those two and just dig them into some part of my body. I, and be like, well, that hurts. 
Mm. Definitely still here. So mm-hmm. the fact that you guys are both expressing pretty much the same thoughts that I do when I make these noises of I'm still here, I'm still existing, <laughs> I can do these things, really, really helps me. Honestly. Validation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the only one who thinks this way. That I need to make a noise to make sure that I'm still here. Matt's just here like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know, I believe you guys. Trust me, I do. Is, is, is this neurodivergence? Yeah. Is that what that means? <laughs> the neurodivergence is converging. What is happening? Oh my goodness. Help. <laughs> Help, oh no. Any, uh, any other weird habits? Taking stairs like a champ? <laughs> There you go. That's a bad that's, habit. That's not a habit. That's a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle that I'm teaching to my daughter. Oh, God. It's, Good. It's, it's, it's completely like a... acceptable is, to run the stairs like this. Is that why you guys are moving so there's no longer a window in front of one of your stairs? Uh, yes and no. Matt, so. I promise that's not why I haven't been back is being afraid of falling through the window. <laughs> falling through that window i don't know i mean you could i mean you could easily fall but guess what's tempered glass yeah so it's, so it's, it's fine. very easy well, so it's fine the, it's, I, it's okay if it's tempered you can't the get only stairs i've ever fallen down were at jenna's parents and that's because <laughs> of the socks well, <laughs> you shouldn't wear socks anymore i think that's the plan it's just correct never barefoot socks. all the time fuck shoes safe. fuck socks bare feet gross uh <laughs> who has another question i aren't very good yeah I that's so i i do have a question but i i want to can i i want to can i have a question 1a <laughs> like, this is unrelated to my actual question i kind of want to ask in general because this is mostly to matt have you noticed Jordan doing or saying anything this is I guess this is like an offshoot of habits like doing or or saying anything weird like objectively weird but that you recognize is fully coming from you like Mm -hmm. like I think I'm I'm fairly certain that Alice thinks that the word sauce is pronounced sauce because that's always <laughs> how I say it, and that's always how she says it to me. So I'm like a little worried. And also, recently, I was throwing something into the recycle bin, and I went make it rain. And she went, "Did you say macaroni?" And I said, "Yes, I did." And then, so every time we throw stuff into things, she goes macaroni. <laughs> and macaroni. I think that's I think that's so funny, and I feel a little bit bad. <laughs> Like a tiny bit, a tiny bit back. It's like, <laughs> that is a fucking weird thing. But it would be, Snap. to me, it is so funny to picture her with, like, on the basketball court just going, yeah. macaroni. <laughs> That's so What's funny to me. Better? And I, I don't. <laughs> what, what I hope is that one day she becomes incredible at basketball. <laughs> like, just, like, state champ, like, mm. getting recruited by UConn or whatever. <laughs> But like that's her thing. Like, she's just out there yelling shouting, macaroni with every layup. Like macaroni while she's shooting like sixty percent from the field and scoring thirty <laughs> points a game. There's nothing more demoralizing than like somebody who's just crushing you while yelling macaroni while hitting mid range jays. That's, that's, that's just dream. that's straight up gonna yeah. be the new Kobe. Like it's gonna be yeah. macaroni. There was a story they used to tell. Uh, you remember Lashawn McCoy, Shady mm-hmm. McCoy from yeah. the Eagles. So the story that is a story that used to go around that Shady McCoy used to say the word, like whisper the word McCoy anytime he juked <laughs> on the field. So he'd be coming at somebody and he'd be like McCoy and he'd jump around. <laughs> and so, and so, so some reporter asked him about it one day and is like, Hey Shady, is this, is this tr- story true about you doing the McCoy thing? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he leaves the, whatever the press <laughs> event is. And he turns around, looks at the reporter and he just goes, McCoy, he walks away. Uh, this actually happened, and this is what I'm imagining so when Alice funny. is out there on the court, just go like macaroni, macaroni, <laughs> just demoralizing. Taking taking um, foul shots, 
and macaroni <laughs> each time. Yeah. My my nieces yeah. are both perfectly capable of making TH sounds, but I'm still Uncle Timmy, and I'm pretty sure I will always be Uncle Timmy when they're like adults. It'll be like, oh, Uncle Timmy. And I'm like, you have a drink in your hand. What the fuck is happening? Mm. I love it. I love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. My daughter will do this thing. So my wife and I have a habit of like very like anytime we're asking like, hey, can you do this or do you want to do this? Like, hey, do you want to order out tonight? Or, hey, can you help me move this box or whatever? Whatever it is, like like a very like cartoonish little to our voice. Like, uh, you want to uh, get some crust and fire uh, for dinner? Uh, something mm-hmm. like that. And so she's picked up on that. The, the, the exaggerated inflection. Lilt. And mm-hmm. so anytime like she points at stuff and it's just hmm? like she doesn't she doesn't, <laughs> doesn't know what everything is yet. She can't say it, but she'll just point and be like, hmm? Almost mm-hmm. as if like, hey, you know what would be a cool idea? That. Like mm-hmm. your food on your plate. She'll mm-hmm. like be eating huh? her dinner, but want your dinner, and she'll be like, huh? <laughs> like that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, where the hell did that come from? And I'm like, oh, it's because Jenna and I are constantly doing that to each other, huh? Oh, it's adorable. So, uh, mm-hmm. It's very funny. Very cute. Uh, oh, and, and she recently started doing this was a more obvious one, but I started doing one more uh, for like if she wanted it, like, oh, I want another snack or hey, I mm-hmm. want um, like we're giving her a bath and she wants more water or something like that. So I'll be like, I'll turn on the faucet and then turn it off and she'll give me the sign for more. And uh, and so mm-hmm. at some point I was like, all right, can you give me? OK, we're going to do it one more time. OK, very obviously like, one more uh and so mm. now uh she's done more 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 and i do one more and then do it and i turn off the faucet and she does more again and i go no 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 that's it and she puts up the finger one more uh <laughs> she's like, just keep <laughs> stringing it along just keep oh. just keep milking that cow just one more one more one more so she picked up on that pretty mm-hmm. recently so that, that was very funny because nice. she knows she's like trying to get away with something and she has like this big like bashful mm-hmm. smile on her face while she's doing it like hey, this is the key yeah. to me getting what i want the one more <laughs> I dad show me one more so mm-hmm. so those those kind of things but i think the the huh? is is definitely a weird thing mm-hmm. that she picked up on from me and my wife uh mm-hmm. yeah uh i've i've, I've, I've kids picked up on your uh, uncle tim and me uh uh anyone else or uh no they haven't picked up anything for me which is great <laughs> um but all the, all they know is that i make funny voices that make them laugh um that's pretty much it they 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 know <laughs> who i am and they know that i do funny voices and funny noises and uh but my uh the older niece ryan she she's very much everything she says is in the form of a question so she's very much just like watch little einsteins like so that that little like she she like when she wants something she's like come on she does the same exact thing um Mm -hmm. so the whole time you were telling that i was just like oh ryan hmm where, whereas Jojo is very much just kind of like, all done. All done. No, That's no like more. whatever is happening. She's just like, all done and puts her hands up. And she's like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. The hands up. Uh-uh. Or though just the wave, like the all done with both hands. Uh, but she started doing that along with the question. Like she hates being in her car seat. So if we're like, I'm driving her home from her grandparents' house or something like that. Um, like halfway through the ride, she'll get sick and start doing hmm? with the hands <laughs> up. Like, hey, you know, it'd be a good idea. Getting out of the car. <laughs> GTFO, I guys. Hate, come I on. I hate this. Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're done. All done being in the car. I'm like, no, we can't be all done being in the car. We're still in Haddonfield. We don't live here. Uh, Rich, have kids picked up on any... Uh, any any of your weird texts, or have you noticed kids taking after your behavior in ways that you weren't anticipating? No, uh, honestly, I'm not. I don't. I don't do a lot of weird silliness around my nieces when I do hang out with them. Um, but uh, my my niece Gwen, she did ask me the other day what bands are what band my favorite band was, and I couldn't answer that. 
because I always have different favorite bands. And uh, she, her favorite band is Linkin Park. So, Linkin yeah. Park. She her her first concert. Classic get rock. Get this, her first concert. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's twenty years old, man. I her, fucking kill you. Shut the old. fuck up. <laughs> her her first concert was on Sunday. Can you guess who it was? Her favorite band's Linkin Park. Who the fuck's in town? Nickelback. This ain't a scene, no. but it's a goddamn arms race. She went and saw Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah, with your brother, that makes sense. Well, it's it wasn't my my brother hates music. He listens to the Wub Wubs and that's about it. Uh but Does my really? sis yeah, he listens to mostly like uh orchestral or 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 techno ish, whatnot yeah. and like maybe I think maybe he's starting to get into jazz, but like he is not really a big music guy. Uh, I it's made more gross his... assumptions about your uh, <laughs> about your brother, and apparently I'm just fucking wrong. <laughs> it's more his uh, his wife, my sister in law, who's uh, a lot more into like the different musics. But does she, she play Remnant too, so we can form a trio. <laughs> no, she does not. Oh, I have. We can do a trio. Well, I would. I have always at least one other person who wants to play Remnant. So. Uh, but no. Um, but Sean, you had a question 1B? Oh, okay. Or question B? <laughs> so this is un- fully unrelated. I'm So that was just... I had not even thought of that question before this moment. But... So... I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, I had written... I was just like chilling with Mary. And I was like thinking about what my least favorite millennialism thing and it's like then those are things like i did a thing or adulting or when someone comments this on a on a post um and while i was writing that in my list of notes i noticed above it another question that i had written which is what is the most fairly benign thing that you've been unnecessarily upset about on the internet and I had a screenshot, which I have to find, um, that like to remind me of what I got upset about. And it was. Let me see if I can find it. I should have. <laughs> I did take a uh, screenshot of the word shrimp. Oh, it was. Um, shrimp. It, <laughs> it was. Anyone telling you that English isn't a bullshit Frankenstein language is in, in italics lying. And that was a, a response to a post about like how we how basically how like we the words we have for things come from all different sources. And that was somebody's response to it. And I realized that my least favorite millennial thing is when somebody does that and like sees a good, interesting post and is like, I want to make a joke on that. So they make that kind of statement. Which is like. Who is saying that? Who is saying that English isn't a bullshit for is a bullshit isn't a bullshit Frankenstein language? Who is saying? Who are you arguing against? Who is this person? This fictional man, obviously it's a man. This fictional man who is like English is actually the purest. Yeah, (laughs) but English is actually the purest language. It's like no one is saying that. Everyone knows. That English has French words and, you know, Germanic words and mm-hmm. Aramaic words or whatever. Like, no one is saying that English isn't a bullshit language. It just frustrates me so much because it's such like a, a paint by numbers it's joke. A, it's a straw man. Yeah. It's, it's a straw I, man yeah, joke. But, yeah, it's a straw man joke. So that's my least favorite millennialism is the straw man joke where somebody mm-hmm. will post an interesting factoid and then someone to... It's basically like the this. It's the same thing. It's just trying to take the remnants of a good, like an actual good post, and then redirect it to yourself. You're just like, yeah. this person made a good point. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, cool. Man. Say it loud. We understand. That's back. why we're here. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <clears throat> yeah, you sir have won the internet. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's it's like ironic whataboutism, but like not mm. awful. So yeah, the straw man joke, least favorite millennialism, 
hate it. It's it's it is. It's observation bias in a way because I don't know. Perhaps this person has met another person <laughs> who has said English is actually kick ass and sweet and great yeah. and uh, is is a top five language or whatever it is. And and what he has decided is you know mm-hmm. I have observed this person who has this opinion. And so I am now going to project this on. I'm now going to insinuate that there is a colony of people that are like mm-hmm. this person, mm-hmm. uh, for the purposes of making a point. It's like anyone who tells you blankety blank, or like imagine thinking that English is a normal language, mm-hmm. uh, or like imagine thinking that English isn't a Frankenstein language or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like you are not the main character of the story you, <laughs> not you are not the most important person on the planet uh because you have seen something does not mean like look your personal experience is very important in terms of informing your decisions it is not it is anecdotal evidence it is observation bias it is not something your experience with one or two or five or even if you experience it with 50 people does not mean that it, it might inform your decisions but it doesn't inform the way that the rest of society operates. Um, I don't know what your question was on this. I was oh, just my question. Right yeah, no, no. My question was millennial what's bullshit. What's your favorite millennial thing? What's your least favorite millennial thing? And yeah, and that's, I think it's that it's that like trying to like drip clout off of like, if you see a good argument and you like that argument, so that that argument that you've seen has now 50 likes, that's the exact same thing as saying this. You know, it's like, I I appreciate what you have said, and I back you up. You don't need to then try to make, yeah, it's just like, you don't have a personality. Like, I'm sorry that's the case, that you feel the need to, like, direct, you know, you want to you catch some strays. It's a weird, I don't know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop it. Just be normal. <laughs> Knock it off. Hmm. So I don't I will say that I don't interact with um with Gen Z all the time. There's a couple of people I work with. I've got some cousins, uh things like that. My perception of Gen Z is that when it comes to very serious issues on either mostly on a global level but also on a local level, they seem a lot more um like serious about it like all the stories are like oh you know high school kids are you know drinking less and having sex less and all this all this other stuff like you hear all these stories about that and my perception is that they are very um serious about the state of the world and they are they they understand sort of the the gravity of the position that that we are in as far as a planet uh climate, you know, social justice, economic issues, things like that. And I think that sort of puts into perspective what bothers me about millennials the most. And it's certainly something I've engaged with a lot more, uh, which is just a general tendency towards escapism um, Mm. or, or sort of pushing off of personal responsibility because it's, you know, again, I, and I, I will say this with the complete knowledge that I am as guilty of it as anyone else, but like sort of like, hey, this is something like the big companies and big corporations and, and big scary people who are behind the scenes pulling the strings like th- these people are really the, the issues with our our world, our society, things like that, uh, which is true. But and again, this is a, a painting with an extremely broad brush. But I, I think I think there is a tendency among this generation, the millennial generation, to say, all right, well, there's nothing we can do because these big controlling fucks are are ruining things. So we'll play games, we'll watch television, we'll we'll go, you know, we go watch a bunch of nostalgia. Not that not that we're the first generation to discover that nostalgia sells or anything like that, but there's a lot of 
regurgitated media as well to sort of play off of the hey remember boy meets world hey remember how i met your mother hey remember this that or the other like in video games now there's a bunch of games that are are designed specifically to evoke a memory of a game that came out 30 years ago like games that are like hey this isn't chrono trigger but it's basically chrono trigger remember that when you played this when you were five like it's sort of like preying on that so that is a more of a general uh, bitching <laughs> and 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 again to be clear i like playing some games myself i like watching some television myself things like that um but I, I i do try to make an effort to be like okay just because i can't fix all the problems in society uh does not mean i can't do a couple of things on my own like i can't mm-hmm. compost i can't uh i can't you know, try to be a little more environmentally friendly. I can't look to be a little bit more economical when we eat or when we, we were wasteful or recycling or anything like that. So I, I think there's a, there's again, there, I think that's more mm-hmm. of a tendency of millennials to be less, more retreating than the, the father, the, the generation following us, which it seems like they're, they're a little bit more, they're taking shit more seriously and growing up a lot faster than, you know, and look, I, I say this, and there's a billion kids on TikTok too. So what? What the hell do I know? But my my perception is that they they, they seem to be taking things a lot more seriously than millennials have, uh, as far as like actually boots on the ground, doing stuff about the way the world is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, or also, uh, you know, this you well, sir have won the internet. I think. I think. I think <laughs> that is- also bothers me too. It is, I think it's for a millennial, as a millennial, it's very easy to be very defeatist because like, if you look at the layout, like, or the, the, if you look at the amount of millennials in Congress, like it's basically none, right? So like, mm-hmm. it's, it's honestly, it's just that the, the boomers won't die like it's it's just like Mm -hmm. boomers and generation x and so it's just like there's such a backup i think it's very easy to be like none of the stuff that we care about is going to get cared is going to get tended to because we're not able to represent ourselves the only people who are getting into office are old people you know it's just there's we're not i would say say that primarily that that is true at the national level I, yeah. I can't speak to the local level, but I think I, yes, I would, that, it's less true at the local level. I, but but I also think level. I think mm-hmm. yes, that's true. That is very true. But mm-hmm. and, and, but it's, it's hard on, to be like on your. I don't know. Shit's shit's on, on your point. It's awful. Mm-hmm. On your point, Sean, like friggin' fucking Turtle Man McGee, who's in the Senate. I can't remember what his name is right now. Uh, Turtle Face McGee uh, had a straight up fucking stroke on live TV, and he's not stepping down. He's not leaving Congress. He had a stroke on live TV. This is I'm not, uh, to be Einstein can't clear, walk, and she's still I, I, I in think, the Senate. <laughs> well, well, that, as far as the trees here, yeah. be 100 percent clear. I am not saying things are fine. And <laughs> no, no, no. Millennials are just bitching for no reason. No, no, no. I no, 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 no. I I totally right. understand. Like, like, it's just I get where that yeah. comes from. Yeah. It's, but it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get, I get where it I comes get it. from too. But I think it's also there is a very easy way to basically say, well, since the biggest problems can't be solved, there are, yeah. you know, I may as well just do nothing. Whatever, do it. Yeah, a, yeah there, exactly. There's, a, there's no yeah. point to doing it. There's it's a, a tendency towards being obnoxiously flippant, and like defeat, defeatist, and kind of and the juxtaposition to such a serious generation, randomly. Uh, seemingly randomly like we're super serious about this things but also tie pods because that actually happened um and it's like we're gonna we're gonna be real dumb but also super fucking serious um about various things um the juxtaposition to a lot of millennial things is we're just flippant we're defeatist um for some of the stuff that sean yeah for some of the stuff that sean was talking about like that that yes that is kind of where we've ended up but it becomes extremely obnoxious. It's like, yeah, you can you can be flippant, and it can be understandable where that came from. 
But if it's like you are now being flippant and reductive just because it's like, that's my character now. Mm. Like th- those, the, the, <laughs> some of the people we I inherited follow. that from Gen X, by the way. <laughs> we, we took that from Gen X. Yes, mm. kind of. Which, which is really funny because I was trying to find the name of a specific cr- content creator that I send Sean often. <laughs> which is that guy who's like just doing different perspective uh, like here's gen x versus uh millennials mm. versus zoomers and it's like gen x we're like you're getting old fuck you i'm never old i'm just drinking all the time and it's just like yeah dude you're a fucking dinosaur and all the and and then i think one of the more recent ones was just like why does my back hurt oh you're over 27 that's just what fucking happens is and, and then like a a I don't know what the next generation under that is. And they calling them all. They're like, I'm not old. And be like, see, how does it fucking feel from the millennials? Um, but, but it's just when people take that defeatism and try to brand it, hmm. it's like, you're, you're not really a defeatist. You're not really hmm. genuinely flippant about this issue that you don't care about or whatever. You're literally just creating a persona and a response and a character around this thing that you think people will identify. It's, it's no longer genuine. Like you're taking a thing that people actually to some extent feel a way about and just making a mockery of it. That's what pisses me off, which is kind of where that if people don't say this language or English is a fucking Frankenstein language. It's like, Mm. yeah, it is a fucking Frankenstein language. Yes. There are people that are like, English is better, motherfucker. French doesn't make sense. Most of those people are either older than us or were us or are younger than us trying to learn another language and we're just dumb. But is that the vocal majority? No, because everyone knows English sucks. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Let people have their own original topic. You don't have to try and steal their glory. Hmm. Hmm. Rich, what pisses you off the most about millennials? I uh, I don't know. I I really can't come up with anything when it comes to this question. Like, I even being a, a millennial myself, I cannot come up with or think of any specific millennial traits that really really aggravate me, um, or, or really really piss me off, but. I, I don't know. I, it's yeah. I I honestly cannot come up with anything uh, at the moment. I've been wrecking my brain this entire time, and it's just it's just gone blank for this question. We are pretty great, so it is hard to think. We are flawless. <laughs> we are flawless. Mm-hmm. That that I I, I don't I'm like. Strong. It's not, and it's definitely it's definitely not the fact that we are that that I believe we that millennials are flawless and we are flawed. fucking strong. We are, we are <laughs> super flawed. It's just I just I if there's if there's something that irritates me, I try to just walk away from it, and so like I kind of block it out sort of probably unhealthy coping coping mechanism sense that like it's just nothing i can think of right now i'm sure if something were to come up or something were to happen that is a generally millennial thing i'd hate it like honestly the only thing i can really think of is the fact that us as millennials continue to call ourselves very old and like mean it uh like i'm i make the joke constantly that i'm old i'm 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 a i'm a fossil I don't actually mean it. 35 is not old, but like there are millennials out there that are younger than me that feel like 30 is the new 70 and they are dying. And it's just, no, no, you're, we're actually at this point, right? T- as of six days ago, uh, what is it? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eight days ago, I'm now allowed to become president. I'm not old. I'm not old as all, at all. Like you're old as fuck. I'm legally allowed to become president. I am as qualified as Donald Trump was when he became president at fifty, whatever, at sixty, whatever. Listen, like, that bar is like buried thirty feet underground. <laughs> it's not. That's not a very high hurdle. 
But I'm just saying, I'm as qualified as him as he yeah. was, and he was 35 years older than me. And I can legally become president now. Like, we're not that old. It's just, yeah, we might be feeling the pains of growing, but we're not that old. Like we, I'm not growing. Still... I haven't gotten taller in years. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're only like 25 still, though. So, like, you're younger than Jake. You're I'm Jesus' Jake. age, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, and just as accomplished, I might say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not. I have multiplied zero bread and zero fish. I've uh, ma- I've no. made a few loaves of bread, so I guess I've done just as much. Fuck, as- I already fucked up. Yeah. I eat a lot of fish. Me too. Is that the same as making the loaves into fish? Any other thoughts on millennials? No. We'll bag on our generation some more. Mm. Bunch of crybabies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's gonna gross. go cry about it. Mm-hmm. Bunch of whiners. Uh, all right. I have a very dumb question. Okay. If you could talk like a cartoon character for the rest of your life, who would it be? Man. I can say if you had to talk like a cartoon character for the rest of your life, who would it be? Uh, <clears throat> Stitch already talk like Stitch. Or Hannah means family. Yeah. Family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Hmm. My my brain immediately goes to like trying to think of the least annoying cartoon character voices. Um, and I went to uh, Steven Universe. Oh, um, that whiny motherfucker! But I've never actually you watched said Steven least Universe. Annoying. I don't. I've honestly only seen like maybe five minutes of an episode of Steven Universe, so I don't... I just, for some reason, don't think his voice would be annoying, but I I, um, I also went to Mega Man or Sonic. <laughs> Dude, I'd pick Mega Man. <gasps> Probably, Sonic the Me- is, Me- uh, Jaleel Mega White. Mega Man doesn't talk in the games. Sonic is Jaleel White. Well, yeah. he, there's multiple Mega Man cartoons, and Mega Man talks in the cartoons. Um, Sonic huh. was Jaleel White. Or I—I I mean, he's not Ben Schwartz because that's live action. Um, and that's no good. But but then then <laughs> then my brain went Popeye. If I'm gonna talk like a cartoon character, I now want to be the most annoying. Oh, so let's I'm go with Popeye, Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> I can sound like I've smoked for fifty years and never smoked a single cigarette. <laughs> I had to talk like one cartoon character for the rest of my life. Mm. Bender from Futurama. Damn it. Damn it. I was going to say, I was going to say Jake from uh, Adventure Time. (laughs) Are we all just now going to pick John DiMaggio characters? Pick the same voice. voice. He's got a good voice. He does. Works for a happy go lucky dog. It works for a a drinking, gambling addicted robot. So good. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I was going to say Bob from Bob's Burgers was just H. John Benjamin. Oh, yeah. See, I was (laughs) going to say Archer. I was going to say Archer. Um, or the devil from Lucy, the daughter of the devil. It's just H. John Benjamin. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know who that is. It's just imagine H. John Benjamin playing the devil. It's the same thing. Great. Uh, but I'm, I'm sticking with uh, with Bender specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my own party with hookers mm-hmm. and blackjack. And blackjack. I can't. I, I have no John DiMaggio. I can't even come mm-hmm. close to doing it. No. Well, that's why I picked it because it'd be so. It's it's fully the opposite. It's very of my voice now. It's very low and gravelly, and my voice is very high and mm-hmm. not gravelly. <laughs> right. No, I w- I would definitely go with Archer just for the just so I could regularly fit in 
aspects of this quote of for I am a sinner in the hands of an angry God, bloody Mary, full of vodka, blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now that at the hour of my death, oh, which you're, I you're hope is soon. Mary. Amen. You're doing your bloody Mary. Yeah. I don't know. No, no one. What? I would pick. I would pick uh, a Pokemon. Just so that that's all I could say from now on. Today. Look, little <laughs> terrible. Squirtle, squirt, squirt, No, I would around, like that's... acting like you've been smoking like ten packs a day for thirty years. Squirtle, <laughs> <laughs> mm. They're all like that. They all sound like that. Jetsy. Okay. Uh, you should end right. the show before I keep going. Perhaps, <laughs> but I think I think I think we all asked one, right? I Sean think it's I we think did. I, Sean asked too. Oh, that's right. Sean did ask too. I, did. I think it's just me, right? Everyone it's else asked. You. Richie. Richie. Have you not asked a question yet? No, no, no. Um, no. Mm. All right, this will be quick. Um, if you were on The Voice, who would you want to be your uh, your voice coach? Uh, any iteration of The Voice, uh, American Voice only, because I don't know any of the coaches from the other versions. But if you were ever on The Voice, from any iteration of The Voice, any of the coaches from beginning to now, who would you want to be your voice coach? Um, me personally, I always wanted Adam Levine because I feel like I have like that higher register, that higher pitch voice that I can reach, um, and I think he'd be a good coach for me on that. Wasn't John Legend a host on that show? Or he was. he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, give me John Legend. Okay. John Legend <gasps> kicks ass. Good, great voice. Great musician. I think um, Tim should go with Shakira because his hips don't lie. Um, <laughs> oh, my hips are fucked, but my ass. <laughs> damn. For days. Uh, I'm looking through who all who they all were. Okay. I would pick same. Oh, I think Cee-Lo, Jacoby. Cee-Lo uh, what's his name? CeeLo Green. Okay. I pick CeeLo Green. Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach. No, not Papa Roach. <laughs> the dude from uh, Good Charlotte. I, I, um, the lead singer from Good Charlotte was a, a Adam a, Gantier. Or no, that's not Good Charlotte. That's Three Days Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what an upset that would be if the lead singer from Three Days Grace was a, <laughs> uh, Joel Madden. Sure, yeah, good Charlie. He was on. So Sean, you say CeeLo Green? I go with CeeLo. CeeLo's a good pick. He had such a good voice and yeah, he was so I weird. Like so good. Man, he's so short too. I know. What about it? Un- like unnervingly short. Like even sh- <laughs> I, I, unnervingly short. Yeah, because he's just like he got this powerful voice. He's like, oh man, you're tiny. <laughs> I don't there. know. I, I I'm not a voice viewer. Uh, uh, I I see the ads all the time because they're that's that's Fox, right? Uh, I think it was Fox. I I never really watched a lot of it. I watched like maybe parts of one or two seasons here or there, like when I lived with my parents and they had cable and my sister would watch it, uh, and I'd just be downstairs watching it too because it was on. Um, but I never really watched a lot of it. But I always was like, you know what? I'd love Adam Levine to be my be my coach yeah i i never watched it but my my earliest memory of the show uh is my brother coming up to me in so much sincerity and she's been like yo have you seen this show the voice i was like no like i'm i'm familiar with it but i like i haven't watched it he's like you would be fucking great i was like oh yeah he's like yeah because they would be going just off your voice I was like, are you trying to say I'm ugly? And he's like, you motherfucker. Tim, they wouldn't even have to look at you. They wouldn't even have to look at you. They'd just be going off your voice. And he a was. A huge albatross around your neck. I mean, your face it would, would, wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> and he was. And it was like both like, wow, that's fucking insulting, but also it like, really even thank the place so much. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> But um, honestly, I would, I'm I'm kind of torn between John Legend, Adam Levine, and Usher. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, like Adam Levine and Usher are very similar for very for a couple reasons, but very different. But honestly, I'd probably end up with John Legend. Uh, so the kind of the point of the show is like the judges like kind of go head to head picking their contestants to go against other contestants. So you should pick Usher so that this way we each have different judges when we go head to head in the ring of the voice. Oh, so that I just demolish you and Matt. Got it. Got it. Got it. And oh, and it. and Sean because mm. he's going. He's. We well, certainly would need to be on the voice to beat me in a singing contest. Too, I mean, <laughs> God, God knows that if this was American Idol and people could see my mug, I mean, you'd have no chance. <laughs> Fuck, exactly. I wouldn't have made it past auditions if they could see my face. Gosh. <laughs> Sean's the only one who would have made it anyway. That's, uh, can we get William you. hung back again? <laughs> that's that's the funny thing about like the voices. Yes, it's it's all about their voice and not about like their looks, but most of the people on that show are still very beautiful looking because they have to audition anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, all of those people already have significantly large followings before they're on the show. They make the yeah. premise seem as if it's like, oh, this nobody. And it's like, mm. bro's already got like two million followers on TikTok and this, yeah. that, and four singing. So, like, mm. he's not a nobody. Yeah. Knock it off. A lot, yeah, a lot of the people on The Voice, especially recent seasons, are like TikTok musically, like YouTube yeah. stars. Anymore. Almost, almost all of them have been already had a basis and a following. So, like, don't make it sound like it's like, oh my god, they're just going off their voice. Yeah, because they're already fucking huge. Fuck yeah. off. Mm. Anything else? No. Any I think that's a show. Voice hosts. So otherwise, we can wrap this bad boy up. Mm-hmm. The ceremonial closing uh, ringing of the bell that I've just decided that we're going to do now, like the stock market. The closing bell. The closing <laughs> bell. No more trades. Everybody, no more trading. Damn. It's over. But I got this sorry. Charizard. Nope, sorry. You guys have to wait till Monday. All right. Fuck. I have to wait till 9.30 a.m. on Monday. And then get it done by 4 p.m. on Monday. Because that's the hours of the stock market. It's like six hours, seven hours a day. Yeah. It's all the work you have to do. Just turn on the economy for a couple hours. Just flip on <laughs> the economy. And that's when all the commerce is done. Mm-hmm. The Brose podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. Anywhere refined podcasts are bought and sold. You can follow us on social media to see when our newest episodes get released, though. You can follow us on Twitter at brose underscore podcast, Facebook at brose podcast, or Instagram at brose underscore podcast. And, of course, if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always. To Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions. To Tess Riley for editing our show. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. Twitter handles, plugs, Rich Sweeten. Uh, check me out on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can also find me on YouTube and Kick as well. Just be Walnuts. You'll find me somehow. Uh, also check out Podcast of the Weekly Nerdy Talk Show, uh, on all podcasting apps, I believe. How about you, Sean O'Brien? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sSOB, and you can find me doing frisbees at OB Disc Golf pretty much everywhere. Tim Hansen, let's hear about your Twitter handle and about the Escape from Poop City podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. Uh, and if you enjoy our sense of humor, our witty banter, and our uh, mirthy talk show style, then you'll probably and highly likely enjoy our bros coming in from the West Coast at Escape from Poop City. Steven and Charles discussing current events, sometimes news, but when news gets too heavy, they're going to trigger an escape because sometimes it's just like you got you, you got to change the topic. You got to change the flow and they're going to roll a die, pick a thought experiment that uh, could be genuinely funny. Uh, or genuinely thought-provoking, such as developing a 
three, four, five course meal, depending how old you are, based on the decades that you've been alive. Uh, or finishing moves for... I don't remember what show they did, but I'm going to pick Archer because I feel like that'd be really funny and much more uh, R-rated. Uh, freezing. Uh, freezing. Someone's going to get mauled by some sort of wild cat of some sort, and someone's going to get molested by something with cocaine. That's all that's going to happen. Um, so, uh, that's not right. But, uh, yeah, if you enjoy our witty sense of humor, then you're going to love uh, longtime friends and co-sponsors and uh, listeners, formerly Greg and Gene of the Anchor Persons podcast, Charles and Steven, Escape from Poop City. 100 years, Escape from Poop City. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that felt. <laughs> Stephen Fuse, 10 seasons, 100 years. Szechuan uh, sauce. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Uh, I don't know. Sean, what should I plug this week? Hmm. Well, obviously, you got to hit Alex Kazan on the board of directors. Alex Kazan on the board of directors on Bandcamp.com, um, for sure. When is this? First week is September? Uh, uh, do you remember 28th 28th uh, uh happy anniversary Vince. of august of august yeah we're not in september yet yeah. well this yeah, is coming 29th. out oh wait oh wait oh this is coming out before this this episode will come out uh right before a couple days before labor day oh yeah so, uh, so not so not quite me and Martha's anniversary union it's 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 Shout isn't it like union. a week after Vince and becky's anniversary but they don't listen, so they don't get a shout-out. I was going to say, I don't know when that happened. Were you suggesting that I shout-out the band Ween, Sean? You can. I would love it. Or Weedus. Weedus. Shout-out oh, the Weedus. band Weedus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Weedus, good. Ween, okay. The couple songs that I've heard. Uh, what a dirtbag. Teenage, even. A turn- teenage dirtbag. Well, I mean, we can all get behind a nice transdermal celebration. Mm-hmm. All right. Love me, Dad. <laughs> Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action News team. My name is Matt Kaznell, and I'm you all to be smart about being stupid.